Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And this is going to be unsettling. Deeply. got this fancy desk i feel like a newscaster <laughs> tonight on tonight's edition of <laughs> i'm in your apartment it's massive it isn't what what where did okay where did it come from i got it from um, there's a story with everything in this house like a habitat for humanity store okay and it was 25 dollars. hell yeah that's a good price for this uh, this thing commands like respect, respect. yeah it's for the cookies this this table is probably more stable than I've ever been in my life. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we like it. We do. It's a good height. Yeah. Do you um, any business to talk about? Because we um, have business. Any new business? Any um, new business? We had my. How was the river? It was fun. Yeah. I went tubing. It was fun. Was it still moving pretty good? It was when we moving. went a couple weeks ago, it was kicking. It was moving. Did anyone lose their tube? No. Thank God. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, we are now... I got pumpkin spice coffee today, which starts the, the end of the summer. I'm good with it. I was thinking maybe we could do our fake live show once it gets a little colder out. Yeah. Maybe we could do it off the deck at my house. That'd be fun. And we'd be elevated. <laughs> elevated in the sky. In the, in the sky. Yeah. We could move this giant desk there and then we'll people just... would have to listen to us. It's very movable, as you see. Yeah, yeah. it's not like it's cumbersome at all to, <laughs> to move this giant piece of furniture. Cumbersome. Cumbersome. What's it? William Cumberbund. <laughs> Cumberbatch. Oh, there it is. That's definitely... Cumberbund goes under your desk. Yeah, that's a fashion. <laughs> that's fashion. <laughs> Which we're all about here. As you can tell by um, your sister's sweatpants and Eric's shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Fashion. How dreadful we look. <laughs> we do look. We look like we, we're less stable than the table, so. Everyone is. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'll start. Get it going, BB. So this was from I Survived. <laughs> Season 10, episode 7. Spoiler alert. Which is always nice to know they survived. Yeah. As you watch the show. <laughs> you, you know, I'm holding out hope, but I don't have to, because I know how this ends. Yeah, you're like, oh, thank God, right? So, season 10, episode 7. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm back on my I Survived kick. Love it. And this story was all from I Survived, the whole thing. Mm. Um, this week... It's the story of Reagan and Lynn from season 10, episode 7, again. I think it might be from season 10. Episode 7. So, Reagan was 14 years old when she moved with her family to Vero Beach, Florida. Oh, I've heard of there. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. I don't think I've ever been there, but I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Where is it? It is on the East Coast, and I want to say it's between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. You really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, she was 14 years old, like I said, when she moved there. And um, 
She was excited to be living right across from the beach. She was taking advantage of the close proximity by enjoying beach activities like surfing, swimming. And she was at an age where she could have been really, like, sad about starting over a new place because she's 14. But she was actually really excited about it and all the new experiences Vero Beach could provide for her and all the new friends she would make. Oh. So she had a really good outlook about it. And it didn't take her long to make friends with 17-year-old Lynn. And one day the two had decided to hitchhike to the next town over to enjoy the beach over there. So that was um, in the year 1983. Okay. So hitchhiking was not uncommon, as we know. Yeah. And it was kind of regarded as somewhat safe to travel by many. It's not. Probably in a sleepy beach community, too, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I can only imagine how often people were hitchhiking over there. So not long after the two attempted to get a ride, a truck pulled up, and the passenger stepped outside of the vehicle and let the girls in. Then he got back inside. So they were all sitting, like, in a line. Okay. Driver, two girls... Passenger. Okay. So the driver introduced himself as Freddie, and the passenger told the girls his name was David. So Freddie was um, immediately really outgoing, friendly, and he kind of put the girls, like, at ease. Okay. And Reagan would describe the man as older than her and Lynn at the time. She put them in their late 20s. Okay. So nothing eventful happened in the first 20 to 30 minutes. They were just chatting, you know, having a... Everything seemed fine. A giddy old time. Yeah. Just trucking around. Just trucking around. And good old Vera. I'm just going to close the door. Here comes the creaky sound. Right. Come on, no creak. You do it every other time. Great. So, like I said, the men were older than them. And um, the girl's destination was starting to come into view after those first 20 or 30 minutes. And Freddie asked if the girls would want to go past the beach a little bit and drive around the dunes for a bit. Okay, don't love it. So, when the truck hit a bump, the glove compartment opened and Reagan saw there was a gun inside. So David, the passenger, immediately grabbed it and put it to Reagan's head and said to Freddie, Wouldn't it be fun to take these girls home and have some fun with them? Ew. So they immediately panicked and looked to the driver, who was like their bud as up until then, and their confidant, who they viewed as anyway, mm-hmm. and asked if David was kidding and pleaded for an explanation as to what was going on. Yeah. When Freddie just replied, well, I guess he's serious, things seemed grim. Yeah. And they escalated really quickly, and David kind of took control of the situation. So he handcuffed Lynn and Reagan together and told them to stop talking. And all Reagan could think about was how she could escape the situation and survive. So Lynn and Reagan tried to whisper to each other, but they threatened them every time. David threatened them every time. Yeah, because they're sitting on the bench seat of a truck. It's the close quarters. Close, yeah. yeah. But they're trying, you know, to yeah. do anything to because they're panicking. Oh yeah, that's horrifying. So it turned out that Freddie and David were cousins, and to Reagan it seemed like they had pre-planned the kidnapping. She noticed they were not communicating much with each other at all. And they just kind of seemed to know exactly what they were doing and where they were going the whole time. Yeah, that wouldn't be something that you would just make up on the fly without a discussion. Yes. Yeah, so, and they're silent, which is even creepier. Do yeah. So, Freddie drove further out of town with no instruction from David. And Reagan describes her thoughts at the time, saying she knew they would probably be raped, but she was going to go along with whatever she had to do just to survive the whole ordeal. Okay. So when they pulled up to an intersection with other people present, Reagan's mind started churning. Could she take the steering wheel from Freddie and veer off the road enough to get other people's attention? 
But with the gun now being pointed at her chest, Reagan resigned. There was really nothing she could do without risking both of their lives. Okay. And the truck kept driving on, and another car passed the truck and waved. Ugh. So this got David and Freddie talking. The girls were trying to kind of put the pieces together, but couldn't figure out why the passing of the car and the waving was significant. As it turned out, inside that car, coming towards them, was Freddie's sister. That's why she had been waving to the men in the truck. Uh, what? Yeah. So it's the driver's sister. Yeah. But the truck kept going to an isolated location that Reagan described as being in the middle of nowhere, and all she could see outside were orange groves. Hmm. And with no other houses around, the the girls grew less hopeful they would escape the situation alive. The men brought Reagan and Lynn into a house where David said they would be keeping them for a few days. So Reagan just kept telling herself she could do it and just do whatever she needed to do. That's, That's the thought she kept saying, like, just do what you need to do. So Reagan and Lynn were separated into two different bedrooms. Oh. And yeah, Reagan was thrown into a bed, then blindfolded and hogtied. She was also gagged, had no idea where her best friend Lynn was. But Lynn was also tied up in a similar fashion in another bedroom. And Reagan could hear whispers and what she thought was a police scanner being used. And Reagan stayed completely silent until David came into the bedroom and untied her feet. And Reagan was still handcuffed while David raped her. Ew. Yes. So then he went into the next bedroom and did the same to Lynn. So he was going between the rooms, assaulting the girls multiple times back and forth. Ew. And, like, not even saying anything. And when he left each room, he would make sure to tie them up again before returning and then tying them to rape them again and again. Reagan said that David was emotionless and mean and knew exactly what he was doing. And he was a monster. And after each assault, each during each assault, David made sure to have a gun on them or a knife. Either one. So Reagan estimated the back and forth attacks went on for hours until Reagan heard a sound that made David immediately run out of the room. She could barely hear anything, but she did hear a couple of pops, but she couldn't figure out the source of the noises. Okay. So David came back to the room and he was dirty and smelly, sweatier than before. He picked Reagan up, brought her to the closet where there was an opening in the ceiling with a lock in it. Oh, great. So he unlocked it and threw her inside and got in there with her and told her to shut up and not say a word or he would just kill her. So Reagan and David were in the attic together for who knows how long. And she heard voices from outside and she was starting to regain hope that maybe she would get out of this after all. Yeah. The voices got closer, even though Reagan couldn't hear what was being said. So she heard someone saying, David, come down. And then a sheriff appeared in the attic with a gun pointed at Reagan. So she screamed, but the sheriff came over and took off her handcuffs and assured her everything was going to be okay. He helped her down from the attic and took clothes from the attic and took clothes from one of the closets in the bedrooms for Reagan to wear for the time being because she was totally naked. Reagan wondered where Freddie had been the entire time for the attacks also. But Freddie had to leave to establish an alibi for himself as his sister had seen him driving earlier and it was risky. Okay. So we brought them back and just left just to be like, I wasn't there, you know, which crazy. And Reagan asked where her friend Lynn was, but was told they were witnesses and had to be kept separate until they told their stories at the station, which Reagan did time and time again to multiple people. Reagan asked about Lynn many times when she was eventually told later that night Lynn had been killed. Which had explained the popping sound Reagan heard earlier inside the house. 
So Lynn was not handcuffed the entire time, as it turned out. At one point, she was only tied, and she managed to free her ankles and run away. So she bolted out of the house, down the driveway, and by the grace of God, there was a 14-year-old boy riding his bicycle past the house. When there's, like, no people around, houses are, like, miles in between, and this wow. boy just happens to be, like, right there. So the boy witnessed Lynn falling down after she was fatally shot by David. Oh, no. So she ran out, and then David ran after her and just shot her right in the driveway. So the boy went back to his house and told his parents what he saw. And meanwhile, David dragged Lynn's body down the driveway and put her in the trunk of his parents' car. That's why he was dirty and sweaty. So police arrived shortly after the call, and they quickly discovered Lynn inside the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. And then what they also found was shocking. David led them to five more bodies. <gasps> yeah. So between 1981 and 1983, David Gore had raped and killed six women, including Lynn. His cousin Fred was his accomplice through most of his crimes, and Reagan was the only survivor of any of the victims. Oh, my God. So David and Freddie were arrested that day, and David Gore was sentenced to death while his cousin Fred Waterfield would be given two life sentences. And David Gore was executed in 2012. And Reagan was obviously changed from forever from her experience, but she did come out of her depression years down the road and went on to get married and have kids, which is great. Okay. And she credits her survival to Lynn through tears on her episode's conclusion of I Survived. Oh. Because without Lynn, you know, how long would this... They're in their early 20s, too. Like, how yeah. long could this have gone on? Really? Yeah. Like, imagine. So, she saved... God knows how many people. Yeah. Yeah, because they would have just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It was, a, like, a hard one to watch. Ew. Really sad. That is sad. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that little boy. He probably fucked that little boy up, too. Also, yeah. I mean, it's a 14-year-old boy, but he it, probably, you know, he's... He was there for a reason, also, you yeah. know? So hopefully he takes um, comfort in that. Oh, I, I, I didn't like that. No, it was it was brief, but very intense. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. Thanks for that. Go check out I Survived. It's a great episode. It's, uh, it's in season 10. Episode 7. In case you didn't catch that. It's another great story on there, too. Yeah. You might want to cover it. Yeah, these guys in a plane crash in Alaska. It was... You know, I never watched that show. It's insane. What what channel is it on? I watched it on YouTube. Re- oh, okay. They have, like, all of the episodes on YouTube. But I think it's on, like, Discovery, if not. Okay. I think. YouTube is probably easier for me to find at this point. Yeah. I have cable, but I, I don't know. I don't really understand how to get We don't know it. the channels anymore. Yeah, no. I, I don't. All right. So, sorry. No, it's okay. Thanks for that. All right. Bye. Bye.